baby. Welcome to the Real Wolf Record Club. My name is Joe. I am your host, and with me, as always, is Ben from the Real Wolf Record Club panel. Woof, Ben, 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 Ben. You know, you've known me for a long time. We've known each other. You know, I agonize over these shows, right? You do. Yes, you do. <laughs> you've seen me struggle. You've seen me. Uh, I worry about getting the tone right, getting the intro right. But this time, and and our guest actually confirmed it before we started recording. Um, but this time, I really, I really am worried. Um, the reams I mean, of paper, the reams of paper. Well, it's it's, <laughs> it's is it paper? It's all digital. Um, but but truly, like I, we have a rule. We have lots of rules. Ben and I have come up with because we're so uh, we believe so much in our show and ourselves that we believe we need to have rules, guiding principles, which are good guiding principles in life, anyways. But one of them is don't get canceled, so we don't, you know, don't do anything that's get you in trouble. Be kind, be polite. Those are good things. Uh, but, but this is a new, like, for instance, remember during like the last four years when all those K-pop fans faked like thousands of tickets at a Trump rally? Because I, I, I mean, he offended a lot of people, obviously, but, but for some reason, the K-pop was like, fuck that guy. Um, makes sense. Tracked, but a fan base united. Whew. And the they made, album, they made, uh, Andrew Wiggins, a uh, all-star starter. I know that's K-pop, what I'm talking. The power, you, the 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 K- Korean pop fans is an organized entity that can do a lot of good and a lot of power. And and similarly, the album we're talking about, the album we're talking about has a fan base that is currently in the process of forcing the dismantling of the largest ticket broker in the world. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, I'm not saying I worried about getting it right with how I talk about the creator of this album. Um, but, and I wouldn't mind the attention, I guess they say, you know, any press is good press, but but if I get it wrong, I do worry that not only may the Swifties come for us, but but our guest is a bit of a Swiftie. <laughs> we, we are in fact talking about Taylor Swift uh, and we're talking about, we're talking about her special um, 2020 so-called indie album, folklore uh it's an album made with uh the nationals aaron Dessner. it's it's as they'd say you know when you go to a restaurant or a bar and they say do you like drinks that are spirit forward i would say no give me a daiquiri please um this is an album (laughs) that's true actually that happened recently um this is an album that's piano forward it's features taylor's signature storytelling and and like many of her records it's an instant classic full of cinematic love songs and uh i would call dream pop on this album um but but by the way ben what's a band you dismantle a a monopoly for before we move on one band you know this is gonna surprise you i think it's daft punk whoa it's a band i never got to see and it's it's literally so the discovery album is an album that got me through law school for those of you that know that don't know joe and i Attended law school together. I've heard you say I that. I spent a lot of time in the library studying. I don't know what you were doing, Joe, but I was in the library studying, listening to Daft Punk's Discovery 
and other I like, I like other how that's a brag. Like, okay, professor, totally. cool. Totally. <laughs> I was working. Good for you. Um, all right, all right. Um, I didn't know how I'd answer that one because I just I love that about Swifties, and I love that they are taking on Ticketmaster because I think it needs to happen for a variety of reasons. Uh, many bands have tried and not succeeded. I wouldn't say they failed, but not succeeded. So we'll see where this goes. Um, but I, I needless to say, it's in the back of my mind. Like, just don't draw the ire of the Swifties. Um, but now that I've having outed our guest today as a Swiftie, um, it's it's due to due time to introduce her. She is an LA-based comedian, actress, and writer whose YouTube special, number one, People Pleaser is the name of it. Um, it's Excellent. It's so funny. I just watched it the other night. It's got, if you are a uh, good millennial and like me, a geriatric millennial, it's full of references that you will get. Your parents might look askance and say, what? What was that about? Yeah, it's not for you. It's for us. It's for us. Um, People Pleaser was just released and it's been praised in the New York Times. Her two-person comedy show, Two Blondes. I wrote blowns. It's not blowns. Two blondes won the Broadway World Award. She's been a fan favorite on notable podcasts, including Dr. Drew After Dark and Where My Mom's At. She won Best of Fest in the Burbank Comedy Festival. And this is one we will dive into this. It will be appearing on the upcoming season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Our guest is none other than the very talented Chase O'Donnell. Welcome to the Real Wolf Record Club, Chase. Ooh, that intro. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, it's hard. It's hard. Not. I mean, you have you have all these things you got going on and there's so much stuff I want to ask you. But let's let's just get out of the way, because I think Ben wants to ask you a few questions, too. But Ooh, OK, you are, in fact, a Swifty. I am a Swifty. Um, when Spotify did its like wrap up of the year, I was top two percent of Taylor Swift listeners. Whoa. So I didn't I didn't hit one percent, but I was top two percent. Wow. I'm and a love- big Swifty. And I love that that Spotify does that. I mean, this is it's funny though, because we're all worried about like big tech and all these things. And yet we're just like, it's okay if it's about music. You can know that much of how I spend my time as long as it's about Taylor's. <laughs> oh That's well so how, true. <laughs> and and how long I mean, Taylor Swift's been around. I have nieces that are old enough now that have remembered there was those like country Taylor, like early Taylor. Yeah. I mean, when did you first get into Taylor? So me and Taylor are like a year apart. So um, in high school, when I was like 15, she released her first album mm-hmm. and I was such a fan. Mm-hmm. And then I, I got to say, it used to be a love-hate relationship because I, <laughs> I loved her. I loved her. Mm-hmm. And then I started not loving her, but I always mm-hmm. loved her music. But mm-hmm. she went through a phase and I don't think I'm alone on this. She became really annoying as a person. I thought she was like always dancing at this, <laughs> like the, the events and like trying to be cool. And then all of a sudden in 2020, when Miss Americana came out and then folklore came out, it became a love, love relationship again. Mm. And I, I feel like she went back to her authentic self. And I was like, oh my God, I love her and her music now. And ever since then. Ah. Uh. What's funny though is, I mean, because you're you're identifying some things about, you know, artists or groups you like, things that annoy us, and like, I love that you picked out, like, dancing at events or there's something about what she did. Because I I look, what's that album 
I this is a music podcast. I should know this. I can picture <laughs> it. But what's that album that she's got? Forgive me, Swifties. She's got that hat on. Um, is it red? <laughs> it's probably red. And I'm saying I know that sounds really like, but that's there's a Simpson episode where they talk about the like uh, Malibu Stacy gets a new hat and everyone goes crazy. I feel like that. Like I hate that hat. And I was just like, ugh. <laughs> out on her for a while but it's yeah. like those little idiosyncrasies you point out and you're like i love that person and i hate that person and that's that was maybe for me a little bit yeah and she she was like for a moment going with like she had her like swift like friend group and it was like all the famous models she would hang out with and then like i don't know it was just a weird time she was trying too hard to be cool but she's acknowledged that and she knows that she was like not herself, and now she's back to being herself. Wasn't that like the original squad or something? Wasn't yeah? Wasn't it she had squad? her like squad. Yeah, yeah I didn't like her during that phase. Trying so hard to be cool is like <laughs> she's trying so hard. That's but that's that is like uh, that is my life. I'm not gonna speak for her, but like most of the time, I'm like, is this shit cool? I think it's cool. This is cool. Let's do it. Right? I mean, I mean, I guess same. I was I, in on yeah. flannel shirts before everybody was in on flannel shirts. <laughs> That's true. I still take credit for that. People are like, oh, nice flannel shirt. I'm like, they're going to be in again. And they were. And so, look, you have the mustache. That, hey, that's really in right now. What Ben, what do we say with J.D. Clayton? We had a great, talented guest a few uh, episodes ago. We declared beards over. They ended 2014. <laughs> stash season in. So here we are. Stash season. We, we are right in stash season is, is in it's, yeah it's since, not even it's a month it's a it's a whole movement it's been it's been since top gun but then a lot of guys were like i had this before top gun was that you um actually i have a colleague who told me um he sent me a very funny meme because that's the only way we can tell jokes anymore is i mean <laughs> the picture was the guy the the young no the kid i've watched top gun on other people's screens on planes so many times I still haven't watched it, but the kid <laughs> yeah. of the guy who gets killed, yeah, the handsome guy that everybody likes, Miles Teller, must- Miles Teller, yeah, Miles, Miles Teller, Teller. Uh, single-handedly brought mustaches back, yeah, right. But I had a friend send me a meme and said, "What guys think they look like when they have mustache?" <laughs> that was him. And then the other picture was, is it Farva from Super Trooper? And I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, you fucking got me good. That is 100 what I'm putting out. Um, all right, so Taylor's hat, <laughs> same thing as my mustache. It's the moment people point and say, I don't like that. The yeah. dancing, I don't like that. I don't like it. But, okay, so you came back in as a Swifty. Yeah. I mean, they, they'd, let you, they'd let you stay with that type of honesty. Do you think? Uh, what Say that they let me stay? Yeah, as a Swifty. I mean, you wouldn't get your card, you know, you are hereby revoked. Send us in your card, cut no, off the corner. No, no, because I don't think I ever was a <laughs> full-on Swifty mm-hmm. until 2020. Because wow. now I'm, like, obsessed. Like, I listen to her all the time and read her lyrics and see who she's talking about. And I, like, have merch. And I'm, like, <laughs> like I'm truly a Swifty. Whereas, like, high school me, like, I liked her and I liked yeah. her songs, but I wasn't obsessed. Mm. Um, and I can get obsessed over things and I'm, I'm obsessed over <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> so, okay. So let me ask you this, cause this one was tough. There's a video 
It's a special video. It's become kind of a GLBT, LGBTQIA anthem. Um, this, I forget what song it is, but it's a video where Katy Perry's actually in it at the end. You need to calm down. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one. So yeah. that feud, that had to be the toughest because I got to tell you, <laughs> I kind of find Katy Perry annoying. And I do that, too. I, I mean, do those too. two <laughs> at that point. I'm not sure. I, I got to be honest. I see that's when I, I wasn't like following Taylor. I didn't mm. even know she had a feud with Katie. And then in the video, look at me on first name basis with Katie Perry. Um, <laughs> I didn't know they had a feud. And then in the video, they're hugging and I was like, oh, I guess they're okay. They're no, I didn't. I didn't know they weren't okay. But I guess, yeah. That's they weren't okay. They weren't okay. Um, ben, you don't have any love lost for Katy Perry, do you? I don't want to offend our other panelists. You know, I, I like Katy Perry. Great Super Bowl performance. Great oh, Super yeah. Bowl performance. Oh, yeah. Get the shark thing out of that. Loved it. My mom listens to these. And so I will tell you, my mom always says like, hey, the commercials were really good this year. I say, mom, it's a formula. Like, okay, Katy Perry is going to be on there. Like, you could do a drinking game with bingo of, like, who's going to appear with what. So, I mean, uh, that's kind of a low bar, though, right? What? Super Being good Bowl at the Super Bowl? Yeah. No. I, no. <laughs> we need to oh, unpack Rihanna, it. by the way. I didn't think, Bri I didn't, I almost called her Brianna. I didn't <laughs> think Rihanna brought it. Mm. Um, I thought she phoned it in. I thought she, like, half did it and people are saying that's kind of like her brand her vibe yeah and i understand she's pregnant but yeah. i feel like where were the costume changes where were the set changes where was the pizzazz yes yeah. yes it's just it was just pure danger Dang. i mean it was just people, on the, on people the hovering above the field with yeah appearing to have no safety devices somebody almost fell off it was, i it was want scary. a little more performing unless mm. like whatever i'm just here I'm Less here floating. and I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> We've been keeping it topical and light. I don't want to get too heavy, but I, I do also, I, there's another fan base I may alienate with this type of comment, but uh -oh. um, during the whole Colin Kaepernick uh, <laughs> protest and the, the, you know, fake scandal that him taking an E was, um, Jay-Z, Beyonce, Rihanna were all very outspoken against the NFL. And then to see three years, seven, seven years later, seven years later, it's kind of like, eh, it wasn't that big of a deal. We'll perform. It was like, mm, when what did happened? Be when did Beyonce perform? Before that Pro or after that? Probably after that. Because hmm. Lemonade came out in 2016. I almost said 016. 2016. Hmm. So I, I just, I always... You know, I, I was watching that wondering. Maybe that's that why she up. was so like pouty. <laughs> <laughs> Tess O'Donnell, quote, Rihanna was pouty. That was not the, the P word I, that people described I, Rihanna <laughs> with at the Super Bowl. <laughs> pouty. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Am I going to get canceled? No, you no. can. I, I'm with you. I was a little <laughs> okay. surprised. But pouty was not where my mind went with the P word about <laughs> at the Super Bowl. Um, well, let's let's get into it then, because okay. we've identified you as a uh, Swifty in mm -hmm. the making. Um, but let's, I mean, you you are referencing all kinds of millennial music touch points, things, people that have populated our world, and you yourself, at least if you've watched your special, 
you are uh very funny but you are a performer you are a dancer and you are a at least you can play a, a riff and sing along so you're musical so how did you get your start in performing where did that come from that you just kind of have that that ability to tap dance and then oh yeah years of dance um my mom was my dance teacher growing up or like you know she was a dance teacher Mm -hmm. so she just put us straight into dance when I was two that's Mm. the only sport if you consider dance a sport that's all I did um Uh. from like after school 3 p.m to 10 p.m every day at the dance studio so that was my second home I had so much experience on stage performing because of that I was in just like dance competitions and recitals and nutcrackers and ballets. So that love for being on stage and performing came from that. Um, And then I saw High School Musical. I don't know if you're familiar with the Disney Channel original. Mm Mm-hmm classic um <laughs> chase is so diplomatic she's like these two old dorks like they probably that they're probably digging through stacks of records no i know what disney channel is no, no, and high school it's, music it's but okay it's it's normal that you wouldn't actually but um it, that i watched it and i was like that's what i want to do with my life and then i got into acting classes and i went to performing arts high school studied mm. theater majored in theater and dance in college and the guitar and music came from my my dad um is an incredible guitarist Hmm. and he taught me guitar really young and i only learned like four chords and i'm not good but i can i can write a song on guitar Hmm. (laughs) now my dad told me one time he saw me play guitar at a show and he said chase you need to tell people that you're not a guitarist because <laughs> disclaimer gu- guitarists are just probably really upset watching she was play funny guitar. but <laughs> yeah so he's he's been i i'm very aware that i am not at the level of mm. a guitarist that should be playing guitar on stage but i'm very confident in my in my the four rest chords. of the delivery yeah 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 i really i don't i don't mind that I'm not up to par with my guitar, but I can play. And that's how that all happened. And so after I graduated college, um, just always I've created my own work and mm-hmm. stand up was just another way to write and perform without like, I was also obviously auditioning and doing that, but it's so much easier to just like write it yourself and get up on stage Mm -hmm. and not wait for people to say okay I'll let you perform so that's why I've always written and performed that's that's an interesting um kind of way to look at it because I've I've always thought that it's the most stripped down art you know stand-up comedy and I think there's a lot of people who will say it that way it's stripped down it's just you and the microphone but it is, in another sense, it's kind of the most radically free, I guess, in the sense that you don't need permission for someone to put what you created out there. I mean, is that kind of how you thought of it? Is that this is a way to get started or? Yeah, um, I had gotten cast in a musical in New York. And um, when that closed down, I was just in New York mm-hmm. and auditioning. And that's when it was like, OK, I better make something happen for myself and yeah it's to me the scariest form of performing because it is just getting on stage and being like 
I wrote this. This came from my brain. I hope you like it. Whereas at least acting, someone else wrote it. It's not, you're not playing yourself. There's this like layer that you can hide behind. But yeah, it's very scary as a Mm. (laughs) stand-up. What um before I before I, I think your dad, if if you told your dad, hey, I'm going on a show called the Real Wolf Record Club, and you say, Hey, what's your dad's favorite band? What would you what would your dad want you to say? Beatles. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My dad growing up would like train me. He'd he'd like put a song on and be like, Who played this? Like, what band is this? And he'd like quiz me so that me and my sister were a little cultured. Um in music <laughs> but it was all Beatles Bob Dylan Cat Stevens those those albums were his generation and that's what I grew up listening to this is not necessarily um a personal part of the show but um when your dad did that you have fond memories of that <laughs> <laughs> uh no because I'd always get it wrong <laughs> oh I I'm not if you're listeners to this show, you know, Ben and I both have, both have small children. I have a two-year-old, two-and-a-half-year-old daughter who is very musically inclined. Um, we found from many of our guests who are musical performers or performers that they were performers from young age. So I don't know where my daughter's going to go, but I will tell you, she gets quizzed by her dad a lot. Um, if you were to, <laughs> her playlist on Spotify, <laughs> songs that she all knows, it's Tom Petty, Taylor Swift, uh, Harry Styles, and Lionel Richie and she's you can rattle them off and I just when you said that I got a wave of oh god please don't tell me this is the reason you're in therapy or something like that <laughs> no no I actually think I actually think it's really cool that like he wanted his dot my dad wanted us to like know music uh, <laughs> I think that's cool yeah all right you're good. a good dad you're a good okay dad. that that's what that's the validation i needed on the mm-hmm. show um all right so you choose you choose lots of things but it's obvious that you didn't you didn't stop with just doing um comedy right i mean was that is that the end goal or are there there's acting and there's other things that you've been involved in as your career grows um comedy is my absolute favorite um even like as a it's so silly because you guys went to school for law and here I went to school for theater. But anyways, in I so regret that decision every in, day. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do too for me. But in theater school, like even doing Shakespeare and Chekhov and these serious plays, I would like make it funny. I I love to make take a script and turn it funny. Mm-hmm. And I would get kind of reprimanded that like you can't just make everything funny you have to be serious (laughs) but it's always been my passion is like I just love finding ways to make something funny and see things in a way that's funny and so comedy is always the end goal it's not necessarily stand-up but any form of comedy what's your comedically or what's your your favorite creation uh how do I say it your creative mindset or I mean like some people will say I love to write in a group or I love to sit around and BS in the law school library for hours at a time and like (laughs) (laughs) that's what Ben is talking about when he said he was in the library Um, but are there are there are there ways that you let you find most fulfilling even if it's not necessarily performing or because I know you have some writing experience and um, a lot of different areas that you've worked in yeah um going on walks 
and talking to myself and pretending like I'm talking on the phone is how <laughs> I write. I will walk and talk to myself. I never get any ideas just sitting down and typing. Um, so no matter what it is, if I, because yeah, I've, I've written scripts and those type of things as well. But with stand up, it's just the same. I, I go outside and I'm it, the walking for some reason and talking it out to myself. The ideas come. <laughs> Probably fends <laughs> off anybody who wants to like say, hey, how are you? Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm on the phone. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen like a Jimmy Fallon. I guess he auditioned with SNL with this, but it's like he's like playing or you're pretending to be a conductor and then someone walks by and he's like, oh, playing it cool. And I, I really think that's what I'm like on walks. If someone <laughs> sees me, I'm like, oh, just what? Hi. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Well, so uh, so there's something there. There's something there with creating comedy, writing, music and motion. And I don't know, I don't know, I don't have it. This just occurred to me as you said this, because I feel like we talked about Taylor. I mentioned Taylor. Uh, she writes kind of cinematic love songs, things that you uh, could picture on the screen, right? Uh, and yes. so you, there's something about music and beat and tempo and rhythm that helps helps generate ideas it's almost like you're writing a soundtrack and i know that's been talked about like write a soundtrack to a movie you can picture the scene so you write the scene that becomes the song and you just described a situation where i'm writing a joke i'm writing a setup i'm writing a whatever and motion helps me get there what is that yeah. what is it about that it's like the same I, concept as music you know i've heard like the thing when your mind is like preoccupied driving in a shower doing something that you're like your mind is tuned off is when mm. ideas come there's some sort of like science behind it oh god so, ben's a ben's a big <laughs> science guy so he's probably is reading that about right that. am i right with that like just something when your brain isn't when it's kind of on autopilot then ideas flow so like you're just walking and your brain knows how to do that. So then it can think about other things. Ben? Ben? Yeah, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow okay. it. Okay. I'm going to put that in. We'll put a, we'll put a fact stamp on that. There's, okay. All right. So let's do our, it. For our uh, mental health advocate moment, I will tell you that when there are periods of it, but I've heard some lawyers experience periods of intense anxiety and mm. they <laughs> will, heard. I've heard, they will <laughs> wake up. In the early dawn hours, when the entire house is sleeping, even the cats sleep, and you could just start to see the sky change. Mm. And that thing, that stupid thing that's not a problem, but it's totally a problem. I, I have heard lawyers will have very lucid waking moments in which the problem kind of dissolves and you can solve it. And it's super clear. Yeah. Something there. I've heard that too. <laughs> Here's the thing. On the, notion of, on the notion of, <laughs> and I'm curious about Ben because uh, the other thing many people have probably learned about our friend Ben is that he's a born and died in the wool weirdo from day one. Um, when I am running on a treadmill or outside, this is a full disclosure moment, and I'm listening to music, I will sometimes daydream that I'm in the band. 
like whatever band it is. And if you hit Spotify shuffle, you find yourself in some weird fucking groups. Like I'll be running and it'll be like, oh yeah, I could be the DJ for Schoolboy Q. And then like the next one will be like White Zombie Astro Creep 3000. And I'm like, I don't wear makeup. Like I don't have long dress. Like what am I doing? So I'm curious, Ben, uh, your musical daydream, do you have one? Oh, a musical daydream. I, I would say it, it most often... This is for all ages, this podcast, by the way. Yes, so. yes. I would say it It most often involves me upgrading my wedding DJ status to, like, Ooh. actual, like, real DJ status of, like, <laughs> spinning records and people going crazy. Maybe that's the whole Daft Punk thing. I just... Mm. I, I, I miss... I, I'm, I'm longing for that. But don't you love weddings? I mean... I do love That's, I do love weddings. Those are, I it mean, is fun. On. Wed it, Chase. Weddings. Eat fun. Yeah. I go to a oh, lot though. I yeah, was just I gonna do. say you're at the age where it's <laughs> like constant. I mean, it's so much money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's beautiful. Great. Give me the. I have like five on. weddings this summer, so oh. I don't know. And they say a great place to meet people. Haven't met a Ooh. single guy. Really? Your friend. Britney's cousin you want I mean haven't better, mm. met a single guy I mean it's not like wedding crashers it's not it's definitely not although um, it is fun <laughs> but fun 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 yeah I I think once I'm out of the like bachelorette party wedding shower this yeah. that, just I just feel like I'm constantly showering my friends yeah. and I'm I've just kind of like Okay, cool. You found a man. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> I, I don't know why we have to be so thrilled about it. But I, I'm, I, I'm probably bitter. <laughs> no, it doesn't sound. No, no. Okay. Uh, there's a part in the wedding, though. I This is this will tell you as much as you need to know about me. Um, after I, I'm perfect wedding guest. I love beer and wine, and I love to dance. Those oh. three things. Love them. <laughs> but there's a point where I stop doing whatever I'm doing. And I find how tired I am. And then I go, ooh, snacks. <laughs> like, they're bringing pizza out. I We were at a wedding. They brought out, uh, like, egg McMuffin sandwiches. I was like, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. This Good is food. great. This is awesome. Um, so I don't know. Maybe, you know, find I find joy in the dumb places in the wedding. So Yeah, uh, I need to find more joy in weddings. I, I think, think I, you're right. That's a Marie Kondo, right? She said the that. joy of like tidying up. Yeah. 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 Oh, more did joy she in say weddings? in weddings? I think she yeah. said <laughs> that's her thing. All right. So um, so you write, you walk, you write, you create. Um, and sometimes I listen to music and dance down the street, like kind of like you. I never but, said I did that. Well, that's how I interpreted <laughs> he it. Performs. Yeah. He performs. Um, was musical was musical theater something you ever ever thought about pursuing oh absolutely <laughs> <laughs> i was in um i was in i went to a performing arts high school yeah. so i was in lots of musicals and then right after college i was in an off-broadway musical and then um i was auditioning a lot for musicals mm. but i don't identify as a singer I, i've had a lot of like singing classes but i I'm not confident like I am in acting and dancing. 
So I would just get so nervous and I hated the process of auditioning for musicals that I kind of was like, why am I doing this to myself? Hmm. I don't enjoy it. What, uh, what's your favorite? And you can geek out on this too. Um, Cause I, if you ask me favorite musical, I'll be like, Hamilton's great. Like it is good, but there's like way more. What's your favorite musical, musical theater? Hairspray. Ooh. Have you heard of it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I that she handicaps <laughs> all of her questions to these two dorks. Like, well, hey, I, you guys I, I know that my interests are very girly, so I don't expect you to. Know In that. all fairness, my my <laughs> question was for someone who hasn't seen a musical outside oh. of a high school rendition of Grease, which oh. my my friend was in, so I said I would come Great to the musical. musical. What is like your entry level? go see this musical, it'll get you like into the musical scene. For well, me, personally. For, for you. Yeah. Oof. Oof. I mean, like, <laughs> well, well, because... I need a recommendation here. The knee. <laughs> for you, <laughs> Rubes, uh, what, this is what for I For the me's of the world <laughs> that I... haven't partake, okay, partaken. You... I just saw Michael Jackson, the musical on Broadway. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. It was brilliant mm. and it's not like your traditional musical because it was all songs from the Jackson five and his songs and then like people he was inspired by. And it was, it was incredible standing ovation before it even ended. Like it was insane. I think you should go see that on Broadway. That actually sounds awesome. <laughs> it was incredible. So we're, we're going to talk. I mean, this is my, as I would describe my George Costanza brain coming out uh -huh. when you're like, they started clapping before it. I would have been like, what are you sit down? Like, it's not, not yet. over yet. Oh, and the audience. <laughs> yeah. The audience was like participating the whole show. Like oh. the song would start and they'd be like, oh yeah, here we go. Like the, the pe people felt like they were at a concert and it was I, such a fun environment. I am getting sweats just thinking about how much that would frustrate me someone passed out because <laughs> they were so excited <laughs> and they had to stop the show that is i mean for, all I'm... I'm saying go see michael jackson the musical <laughs> she was like pass out on somebody else's time <laughs> yeah right musical. come on we gotta get back to the holiday inn um, oh so good okay all right so that is a good okay so michael jackson on i mean but but seeing musical theater, performing musical theater, it kind of all is, I mean, it's got to be intentional in your your new special people pleaser that you pull in all of those. You work that dance scene in. You were like, I'm going to dance for like 10 seconds here. The Show my, I still got it. <laughs> is that well, kind of. Oh yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, is that kind of intentional that you pull several elements of things that, you know, number one, I love creating comedy. Number two, I love making people laugh. I love dancing. I love even singing and screwing around on a guitar that my dad taught me how to play, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's intentional. And what you didn't see is how I opened the special because I knew I was going to be really nervous. And the night before I was like, how do I come out and just like have fun? And I did like a three minute dance number, but we couldn't show it in the special because of copyright issues. Oh. But I like came out and did like these funny dances and yeah. that's what like calmed me down. And I ended up having like 
so much fun. I'm also out of breath the first like five minutes, <laughs> if you can't tell, but it's because I did a full on dance routine because <laughs> dancing is definitely it, it's what I feel like I just have fun doing. Yeah. There's no nerves with that. So yeah, I love to incorporate dancing and singing into the act. Uh, shout out to Mr. Putter and Tabby Books. Uh, there's a book called Dance to Dance. Where Mr. Potter's neighbor, Mrs. Tberry, says everybody likes dancing. It gets you all loosey goosey, right there. <laughs> so that's actually a book we are reading quite a bit of at my house. Anyways, um, so fun. <laughs> break it down because I know right now with stand-up comedy, it is. I, I don't want to get canceled for this, but it is maybe a golden age of stand-up comedy because I feel like there are more avenues to be out, to be featured, to get access. Um. Describe for me the process of your special, because you just said something that kind of blew my mind a little bit, which is even up to the night before, I didn't know how I was going to start. Yeah. Like that, like it's a production and yet there's still some very organic ad-libbing or changing that it sounds like. So tell me, how does a special like that come together? Um, it was very kismet in the sense that I, I was... I'm on tour with a comedian, Christina P, mm -hmm. and I was opening for her in Ohio. And through crowd work, I met someone in the crowd named Chase and had my same birthday. So I called him up on stage. Like we just became buds and we kept in touch ever since that show. <laughs> and he just so happens to be a director. And we've all, we, we had kept in touch like since, I don't know, we would have Zoom calls, like, what are you working on? And eventually mm -hmm. he was like, hey, my company is starting pr to produce comedy specials and we want to do your comedy special. Wow. And so it kind of just all fell into place. And I was like, okay. And then um, I, my, my set, for the most part, I had been like boot camp, like every weekend in a different city doing that 30 minutes um, mm -hmm. on the road. So I felt very ready and I also felt like it was time for me to I, in some way document that set because um, I'm like, I've grown, I have different thoughts. The jokes I was saying aren't necessarily the same me anymore. Mm -hmm. So I felt like it was time to move on anyways and I wanted to document it anyways. So um, everything was pretty much set, um, but the... And I wasn't going to do a dance. I was just going to come out. But I, I sensed myself just being really, really, really nervous. And I'm mm -hmm. not good when I'm nervous. I'm not present. I'm not connecting. And so I just kind of was like, what can I do to get myself not to be nervous? So that was the only last minute thing. Everything mm -hmm. else I had really been working on for years. So other Chase, as we'll refer to him on the show, other Chase also shares the, uh, what did you call it? You said it was your, I mean, it's not, it's your half birthday. You share mm -hmm. a wonderful half birthday. Mm -hmm. September 11th. You never forget. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and March 11th, my birthday, other Chase's birthday is, is the anniversary of COVID-19. Yeah, so it's good. That's a good harbinger. What? That's not a harbinger. That is that a harbinger? <laughs> I don't know. Bellwether. Wish we had a supercomputer. We could look that up on. Anyways, it's a good mark for you. You got that's two chat things. GPT. 
yeah chat gpt <laughs> um uh so okay so the show i mean that it because it's really it's to me it was just such a after we talked off camera about the the millennial yeah the millennial angle which i just love because i am a sucker for us being able to talk about us um i was thinking as you were talking about some of those jokes were older you not that you had necessarily moved on but different you and i mean there's jerry seinfeld who's if you've seen jerry i love jerry i love seinfeld and a lot of that stuff but they're all the same material for like 40 plus years i mean is well he was lucky because at that time things weren't like filmed yeah. Now, if you put like a single joke on the internet, it's like, okay, I can never say that joke again. So in a way I am jealous that he could just reuse the same material, but it does keep me on my toes. I have to continue writing. Is that, I mean, that's, that's part of it then that you just have to stay fresh. Otherwise the world kind of outs you a little bit. Is that where that comes from? Yeah. Or? The difference with comedy and music is like, you can go to a concert of someone you love and all you want to hear is their oldies like you want to hear their the the classics and with comedians if you go to a show and they're saying the same jokes you're like boo heard it (laughs) and it would be so much easier if you could just play the classics but Mm, 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 it mm. always has to be new yeah no one wants to hear the same set and i think a lot of times people come up to me i think some people think stand-ups are just making it up on the spot and and they're we're, from the we're, suburbs we're, i think we're definitely <laughs> spending long long hours crafting these jokes that seem like we're even crowd work is very prepared so yeah i can see that i can yeah. see that i mean you're not planting people in the crowd though right no but you know like are they gonna say if they say this then I'll say this. If their name is this, I have a joke about that. If they say this, I can say it. Like I have jokes yeah. ready to go depending on their depending on what answer they oh, say. Please but- let there be a guy named Roger <laughs> in the crowd tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. So sometimes it feels like, oh wow, she's quick. And it's like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I am not quick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the respect for the craft is I think there's a there's so much that goes into it and and knowing that that it is a, i mean it's it's supposed to look effortless um but it's definitely there's a lot to it let's talk about speaking of on the spot humor um you and ben and i share a very fondness or very a very fondness we share a fondness <laughs> how about that for uh one of the great comedians of our time, Larry David and curb your enthusiasm. You actually oh, have yay. <laughs> <laughs> you actually have a podcast or had is it still still going? It's on hiatus. On hiatus. Chase <laughs> your enthusiasm. Yeah. You have to unpack this for me. Tell me all about it. <laughs> yeah. I worked on Curb Your Enthusiasm season um ten and eleven. And <laughs> um my job so basically I I lived in New York and mm-hmm. I was doing Two Blondes, the show that I had written yeah. out there. And I was so just drained. And I was like, this, this, who would ever choose to go into this career? This is the hardest thing ever. I just, I was so done. And I moved back to LA and I was like, all I want to do is work behind the scenes on a comedy show. That is all I want. I want to be around comedy, but I don't want to be in front of the camera. Yeah. 
And I mean, I applied for jobs for almost a year and it just, I'm, it's very lucky that the, the job I got as a PA was on Curb Your Enthusiasm. And I had never PA'd on TV before and they threw me in just as the PA taking care of Larry David and the cast. PA and means? Production assistant. Got it. Um, and I Again, thought that, rubes. <laughs> I, I just thought that meant I was going to be getting people coffee. But no, production assistants, I mean, they do everything. They run the production, in my opinion. Wow. Um, and are doing just everything. The, the production falls on PAs so much of the time. And I had never PA'd and I, I tell you, I shouldn't have been taking care of Larry David, but I was. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, very, very cool experience. I wrote a lot of comedy about it um, because I'm a very nervous, anxious person. I feel yeah. the need to fill a silence. So me and Larry were always together. I was always walking him to set and riding in elevators and showing him where to go and this and that. And I would, I would just, I'd how's, you know, how was the traffic or how's, how's the web? How do you like today? And he wouldn't respond. And I <laughs> had to get very good at just like say, asking a question and then like, pretending like it's all good and humming to myself or like, <laughs> I mean, Larry um, was very kind to put up with me and my <laughs> nervousness around him. But he's also a huge role model of mine. I think he's a comedy genius and I get starstruck and I was starstruck every day on set. Um, so that was very cool. <laughs> and I, I, we, I don't know, like if I were to see him now, it'd be like, Chase, Larry, you know, like we're buds-ish. Yeah. Um, I would never call him up on the phone, although I do have his number. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like it's in there, I just know it's in there. It's in there, I just would never call it. Yeah. But um, they they cast me, the, the crew and director and everyone on the show, I became very, very close with and it's such a, amazing crew and they have been so supportive of me doing stand-up and came to my special and like they they've been just i don't know it's so sweet how encouraging they've been and they put me on this new season mm, 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 mm. that added and i love that so much for so many reasons but so many of us know larry or think of larry as you could go all the way back to, you know, the the New York days in the 80s into Seinfeld and writing with Jerry and his, you know, doing Mr. Steinbrenner on the Seinfeld series and then now Curb Your and they think, is that is that the real Larry? And I'm not, a, to quote John Doe, who was on our show last season. I'm I not listened to John Doe. Hey, thank you. We're not going <laughs> to parse art. We're not going to parse Dylan. But I do have to know, I mean. What's he that, like? I mean, give what give us an example. I mean, you just said, "Hey, we're walking to set." Uh, ask him stuff about the weather. I can see Larry shaking that off, being like, "I'm not going to answer that question." Yeah, he <laughs> um, he is not like his character in the sense that he's um, screaming and yelling at everybody and da -da, <laughs> but he's thinking it. 
Just the you. rhythm with which you delivered that line. I love just ruminating. I recommend that show to a lot of people. But I, I put it with a very like upfront disclaimer of you can only watch two episodes. Like two is good, three, and you're gonna have like a breakdown. Because it's just like too much stress and anxiety. I can't imagine someone who has stress and anxiety being um, around that all the time. But he's thinking he's thinking all of that. He's he's thinking <laughs> it and he's taking notes and writing things down and because he writes he writes the episode. There's no writer's room. Yeah. And it is all improv. So he's thinking all these ideas and coming up with storylines. And so he's thinking it all. He's very polite, keeps it to himself. Very mm. nice man. Only amazing things to say about him. And he was never mean to me. <laughs> I was not looking. I'm like, I did not want to come away. Not a Larry David fan. I love Larry David. I think he's one of the greatest com comedy minds that, that we've seen just with how his ability to write. Um, Anyone else on the show uh, you run into that you think, you know what, that's somebody that was um, unexpectedly funny, kind, whatever. And I know they've all been great, but I mean, they're, they had, by the way, here's one, uh, Susie Essman, hero, right? I was going to say she's the nicest person <sighs> on the planet. She's <sighs> really, uh, she took care of me. She was <sighs> the sweetest angel. And just, she, yeah. I love that. I love to hear that because she, I think, I think the world of her too. Um, and JB so, as well is another angel. <laughs> J, uh, the Leon. Leon, JB smooth. <laughs> yeah. Um, angel. Uh, I love, I love to hear that. I mean, it's, I, I, earlier I referenced, you know, so I don't want to get canceled for saying it's a golden era of comedy because with the access to comedians, we are often finding some Hmm, not great stuff about people. We'll just leave it at that. Um, with a lot of comedians, uh, predominantly male comedians, but it's definitely was not looking for that. For but it is. It's there's we. It's what did we quote? Don't ever meet your heroes. That's what. Uh, that's what somebody said to me recently, and I was like, yeah, that sometimes is true. You find out too much, and you learn too much, and um, I love hearing that about the cast. When is when is the new season coming out? Mm, they're still filming. Uh, it's probably coming out like in October. Okay. Um, Have you filmed yet? Mm -hmm. I filmed in November. Wow. It's it's a long filming. It goes from like October to May, and then they do edits and everything. I I have uh, there's a there's a certain type of it's not photographic memory, but there's a memory piece where you recognize voices and faces and apparently there's some tests i'm going to mention this on the show apparently some tests you can take and the only reason i mention it is because it's the dumbest story that it gets me into the dumbest conversations with people i haven't seen for years like hey you're that guy Remember? oh how are you yeah we got nothing <laughs> in common and there i am talking through it um and we were walking in fairfax avenue in west hollywood on vacation years ago and we're walking by and i just point my finger out like a normal normal person does you point at somebody he said hey season two curb your enthusiasm and it was the guy who the the host at the restaurant that catches larry stealing <laughs> um stealing silverware for the guy in the car and then Larry and, has to and i recognize him and he's a guy from the twin cities minneapolis minnesota area um who was on one episode he's got one acting credit to his career he couldn't believe that like some and wow. I, his name is Steve White apparently 
You maybe made he was making his life. Maybe he was making it up. He's like, I'm gonna go with this. Yeah, that's totally <laughs> me. I get this all the time. I'm really can I borrow a buck? Yeah. Um <laughs> it's I can't wait for that experience when we watch the new season. Hey, listen, there's a chance I'm cut out. It hasn't aired yet. So they can cut me out. So let's we'll keep it low stakes. Yeah. But we'll we'll just there'll be a moment where we'll all just think. There's Chase. We know. Okay. Chase. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So you're you're working on the road, touring. You've got your show. What's next? I mean, is it the rest of the year touring? Is it what? What's the next thing that we should look out from Chase O'Donnell? Yeah. Um, it's a, it's such an interesting time because putting out a special, like I said, now I have to start over and have all new material. So as like this big thing happened in New York times and I'm getting like more shows. I'm like, Oh no, now I'm like, <laughs> I wish I could be doing my old stuff. Yeah. Um, but the plan is to be headlining and doing shows and, um, yeah, I'm always touring and always on the road. So it's just starting over next, <laughs> next album. And, and uh, people can follow you on Instagram and social media. Where, where's the best place to check you out and all your work? Um, Instagram is chase underscore O'Donnell and TikTok If you want chase underscore Elaine, I didn't keep it the same. Unfortunately, is TikTok bad? <laughs> no, but it's, uh, some people know. really think it's bad. And I'm just like, I, I don't like TikTok, um, but I'm on it. So I don't know. We'll leave it at that. Another group we don't want to alienate is the creators yeah. of TikTok. We do not. We do not. <laughs> um, I think I think it's that time in the show, our favorite time in the show, where we go to our rapid fire question and answer session. Uh, it is called Ched Talk. Chase O'Donnell, are you ready to play Ched Talk on the Real Wolf Record Club? <laughs> I hope so. I hope I don't get anything wrong. <laughs> ben keeps meticulous notes. <laughs> okay. um, I will start. Uh, ben, I think, has a question or two as well. Um, you are, in fact, a Pisces who are known for being creative, intuitive, loyal, and liked by everyone. Because astrology is mostly fake, which one of those, creative, intuitive, loyal, and liked by everyone, is not accurate about you? Oh, <laughs> say them again. I'm creative. Creative, intuitive, I'm in loyal, I'm and intuitive. liked by everyone. Uh, look, that's a tough I'll, one. If you say I'll I'm say not loyal. I'm loyal. I know that's really tough. Um, <laughs> that'd be so bad. Um, I'm not liked by everyone. Have I've, I've read YouTube comments and Oof. TikTok comments and Instagram comments, and I've gotten DMS. So I know I'm not liked by everyone. Oh, and there's that, there's that, um, Ashley, what is it? Ashley's 13 is her name or something like that. Uh, the Swifties came for her because she is a young woman who bears a striking resemblance yeah. to Taylor. And she wears that hat and she really looks like Taylor. And she they, does. They came for her. So really? yeah, they oh. yeah, they weren't very kind I, to Ashley. Honestly, <laughs> I've learned not to read comments. I don't read comments. Not that they're all mean. I just I'll only look at the mean comment oh. and then I'll and I only believe the mean comment. So it's not good for me. I, I have to not. 
how do you avoid that? I just don't, I don't look at the comments. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I would have, I would be a horrible, horrible performing artist. I would just be like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to respond to this motherfucker. Well, I would just the, get locked in. I know. <laughs> I know. Endless uh, hours. One, one person, all they said was like, she looks nervous. She'll get better. And I went on a seven mile walk. Oh, I couldn't take it. I was like, I that was is nervous. awful. No, I was like, I wasn't nervous. And I am better. I am. How dare she? I went on a seven mile walk. I mean, I can't. So I can't read comments. Oh, good for you. Good for you. Um, <sighs> Next question here on Chud Talk. Uh, you have a podcast, Chase Your Enthusiasm, and you are going to appear in the upcoming season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. We're just going to put that out. That's going to happen. Yes, yes. What is your most Curb Your Enthusiasm or Larry David moment you've ever had? Um, it was probably on Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry. Um, he told me to stop stalking him because <laughs> um, I was following him around. Because that, Which is your the job. job, I thought they told me I had to know where he was at all times. And um, I took that very seriously. And I followed him to his hotel room. And he said, he said, Chase, yeah, you are, you have to stop stalking. Me. And then in an attempt the next day to seem like I wasn't stalking him, after I knocked on his trailer, I was like, oh, perfect. There's a bush. I'll hide behind oh, it no. <laughs> so that he doesn't think I'm stalking him. And he walked by and we made eye contact and he saw me standing behind a bush <laughs> after he told me to stop stalking him. And we just it was just a look. We both knew what was going on. And You're I totally stalking me now. <laughs> <laughs> and we just were, he was like, I, I guess in a podcast, you can't see the look, but it was a, it was a knowing of, ay, ay, ay. And, and, and he found out that I do stand up oh. and like, I had won a competition, a stand up competition. And they like trotzed me around going up to all the, uh, they're, they're being like, Oh, Chase won a stand up competition. <laughs> and they brought me to Larry and told him that. And he was like, you do stand up and <laughs> <laughs> you're hiding in bushes last week. <laughs> because, yeah. And you know, I can't, we, I was very awkward around him and he was just like, um, just, uh, don't talk about me in, in, in your set. <laughs> so my curb moments happened with Larry. Oh, that is that is perfect. That is perfect. Uh, next question on Ched Talk. Ben, what do you got? Well, we we do know that the Taylor Swift fan club members are called Swifties. Mm-hmm. So what is the name of the members of the Chase O'Donnell fan club? <laughs> I don't have one. What should it be? The the Chasers? The Donnies. The O'Donnies. Donnies. The Donnies. No. That's, no. The O'Donnies. The Taylor Swifties. No. The Chasers. No. Am I Donnie and Marie? No. no. Donnie is like a, a gang, like the Donnies. Like, oh, it is. Snapping at you. They, oh, I guess that's me. 
Like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a little musical. <laughs> the Donnie? No? Okay. I don't want the Donnies. I want I want something to do with my first name. The Cods? <laughs> it's a lot see, cooler than no, my last um, name. Uh, we can't have the, the Chases, can we? Like, the the Chasers. The cha chasers? Cha that would chasers. track with the, the stalking. That would track with yeah. the Chasers. The Pursuers. The, uh, <laughs> the well, Hiders. No. Uh, that uh, <laughs> I'm just picturing her behind a bush with like the fake nose, like yeah. the glasses with the fake nose and the mustache. Chasers, <laughs> oh man, that's the, the stalkers. Well, yeah. Um. Well, I tell you what, let's put this out to social uh, at Real Wolf Record Club please, on please Insta. Please let me know. <laughs> let Chase. We'll know. read the comments for you. Read the yeah, comments. read them for me. I don't want to read them. Yeah, well, actually, I'm scared. There, I can just pull that back. Let's not put that out to social and find out what people <laughs> okay. think your fan club should be called. I'm just putting one vote for the Donnies. I think the Donnies would oh, stick. God, fine. I'll I'll call them the Donnies. My goodness. The Donnies and the Chasers. I don't uh, like the Donnies. Let let, uh, let us know in the comments where oh. you think this should go. Um, uh, next okay. question <laughs> on uh, speaking of uh, fan clubs of fan or fan clubs of singers like taylor uh you win a contest to have a totally legit outing with taylor like not fake and she has to pretend she likes it and is totally into hanging out um in other words a legit chance to prove to taylor how much of a totally perfect match and best friend you are what do you do look at me smiling <laughs> um it's so fun to think about um Oh my gosh. Um, we would hang out. So do you know Haley Kiyoko? Yeah. The artist? Yeah. I went to elementary school with her and middle school and high school. And we're friends-ish. Not anymore. But we grew up together and used to have playdates. So I cool. would call up Haley Kiyoko because her and Taylor are really good friends. And I'd say, Haley, come join us. And that you... would legitimize me. Squad. Wow. Now you got a squad. Now I got a squad and I'd say, let's go to a bar. Let's get drinks. And I'm a good time with a couple drinks. I, well, I believe that you are a good time. I like that. Um, <laughs> there's, there's something to unpack there too. Um, okay. I just wouldn't want you to end up as like, I wouldn't want Haley to end up as a third wheel. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, this is oh, my date, oh, Haley. <laughs> like I would end up at, what if Haley Haley can bring her girlfriend Becca Tilly, who I'm a big fan of from The Bachelor, um, all so there'll be four of us. You know what you should do? You should stage it. You should say Haley, Taylor and I are gonna be hanging out for a while. Just like walk by in the bar, pretend it's totally yes. Hey girl, the hell out of this thing. Yes, yes. And then that's even better. And she will act like, like oh, she knows you, know, you. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, know yeah. Haley too? We go way like, back. Oh, of course I know Haley. Yeah. And Taylor will turn to you and just say, Chase, I've been thinking I need a new opener for my next world tour. Will you open for me? <laughs> <laughs> That's totally, I love that. Oh uh, my all right. God. Okay. That's perfectly planned out. Um, I think it could happen. <laughs> hey, Taylor, Swifties, make it happen. Yeah. Uh, you are a proud millennial. And this is the question I often ask myself. <laughs> is student debt worth it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not well, especially as a theater major. Oh. Gonna be honest. Um, 
uh, no <laughs> is the answer <laughs> you have Hard you no. you have uh you have built in a little bit of security for yourself though right i mean you majored in theater mm-hmm. but you also have a backup in what is it dance dance <laughs> i minored in dance, minored in dance. As, a, as a backup plan just so just I was really net. can I can fall back on net. it. Yeah. <laughs> How supportive were your parents? I mean, were they doing the mom and dad thing like good for you? She don't want to do economics. My <laughs> mom was a dance major. My sister was a dance major. I was a theater major. Me and my sister talk about we didn't even know that there was an option to not follow your dreams. Like we thought that's all you, our parents were so encouraging our whole lives. That was like, of course we're going to major in dance and theater. (laughs) Like we wish they were like, go be a doctor or like make some money. They were, I mean, unbelievably supportive. Oh, that's all they wanted was us to major in the arts. That, I mean, that, that is, it's funny (laughs) because it's so sweet. Like that is awesome. God bless but your parents. Truly, my sister and I talk about this. We're like, we didn't know. We were too young to know at 18 <laughs> that I, you could not just major in what you like. You know, I, I had a like a humble flex as a lawyer. I was speaking at a panel conference a few weeks ago. Oh. Um, and they asked questions like, Did you, you know, all these type A lawyers are saying, I knew from a time I was four I was gonna be a lawyer. And I'm like, I went to Kohl's, the department store in the Midwest, and bought my stupid little, little like shiny purple shirt with like matching purplish tie. And I printed out my Microsoft Word <laughs> resume and I printed them off. And I went to the U- University of Minnesota job career fair for seniors. And I walked around, and this guy with a clipboard and like a whistle around his neck was like, What's your major? And I was like, Philosophy. And he's like, what's your minor? I'm like, anthropology. And he goes, ha, 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 here. And he hands me a clipboard with an application from American Express. And I was like, I'll show you. I'll take six figures of student debt and go to law school. So, so <laughs> I have no qualms about like the following your dreams thing. I so wish I had followed my dreams. Because <laughs> law wasn't it. Philosophy and anthropology. Yeah. I There's a lot, lot going on there. I've written a failed novel. I've no it's failed that's amazing not amazing again humble flex but not not (laughs) amazing got rejected many times um (sighs) so anyways follow your dreams okay well or (laughs) follow your dreams kids that's what the donnies say a good Um, backup plan yeah that's what the donnies say (laughs) that's what the donnies uh (laughs) all right last question on chad uh chad talk ben you have a final question for chase here on chad talk well, I I was watching some of your some of your Instagram uh, videos, and I just I have this isn't this isn't super um, super funny lighthearted I guess, but you know you have people that are that are musicians that are like um, you know sight readers or they can play by ear, right? And you have a lot of videos that they're like the duets of dancing. Are you dancing by ear, for lack of a better word, or? How how much do you put into that? <clears throat> okay, I'm really cocky when it comes to dance because I'm As not pursuing dance. <laughs> um, I'm actually an incredible dancer. I am, <laughs> I am, yeah, playing. I'm very very quick. I can watch it once or twice and do it with them. It's it's very impressive. 
Because it looks like that. And I was like, there's no way that can be real. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I've got my 10,000 hours in dance. And um, I, because of all that money spent in dance, I can now copy TikTok dances very well. And that's all that it was for. But what a fraud least... that guy was, by the way. The 10,000 hour rule. <laughs> really <laughs> like that number why that number i know i know um but yeah let me tell you i i don't have this confidence when it comes to comedy or anything else in my life but with dance i'm i'm good i'm good that's that's true talent there i'm just uh, picking it I up can, i can see your biopic in the future <laughs> <laughs> like the story of chase o'donnell starring i don't know um whoever and, and the donnie's a dancers all right for some reason your parents have an accent from these guys i want to do comedy the donnie's. The donnie's are dancers. uh well ben uh you've been crunching the numbers uh i think i know the score to chase win chad talk here on the real wolf record club i think it's it's damn near a perfect score that's, that's a win Oh, that's a win. That's a win. It's always a win here on the Real Wolf Record Club with a guest like Chase. We are going to take a very, very quick break. Uh, don't forget to follow us at Real Wolf Record Club on Instagram, on Twitter, if you're still on Twitter, at Real Wolf RC. Our website is www.realwolfrecordclub.com. You can find out all our information about guests like Chase. You can even buy merch. Uh, Real Wolf Record Club has merch. I feel like such a badass saying that. Whoa. But we will be right back with more Chase O'Donnell and talking about Taylor Swift folklore. This is the Real Wolf Record Club. Hey, this is Chase, the president of the Donner Fan Club. And you're listening to the Real Wolf Record Club. back to the real wolf record club we're here with our good friend chase o'donnell uh of the donnie's fan club apparently um i thought it was donner okay donner's. donner the donner family fan no, club okay. um we are talking <laughs> we are talking about uh taylor swift's folklore album Woohoo! grammy award winning grammy award winning <laughs> I, I i i don't know i'm gonna tell you uh th this is an album that I didn't, I, 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 we've mentioned it before. I know Taylor because of pop Taylor. I know Taylor uh, because of her long career now. Um, I didn't know a ton of this album. And Ben, I got to think you, you had some familiarity, if only because you are such a big Boney Vare guy. Mm, Did you, mm -hmm. you have any familiarity with this album? None whatsoever. Really the only Taylor Swift discography I've dived dove dove, in, dove. dove into yeah is uh the 1989 album and Great that, that's album. that's that's what i think of taylor swift is like kind of dancey pop music mm -hmm. i know that she kind of came in as a country musician so i thought it would be one of those two things hmm. but outside of that i mean not much now, I have also to the say, radio i sent you 
three Taylor Swift albums mm -hmm. and you guys picked folklore. But out of the three I sent, this is my least well known. Mm. I, I like a lot of her other, other albums better than folklore. Mm. Tell me what about made, that. What made you choose folklore? Uh, selfishness, pure selfishness. No, um, <laughs> it, there is some, there is some, I, I, I will, the pop that I knew of Taylor, I'm not going to mm -hmm. say I didn't like Taylor, but I had images in my head of that hat. <laughs> I was like that hat. I can't get past that hat. And I'm a hat guy. Um, but the other thing, the other thing I had on my daughter's playlist is the song shake it off. She yeah. loves it. She calls it the ballerina one because we showed her the yeah. video for it. And there's the ballerina. And I think the message, I think the fact that she cast a bunch of presumably normal looking people in it, that it's, it's, I love that. But there is the end scene, the end part in the song where she has the cringiest white girl rap ever yeah. Yeah. that I, in my head, I was like, I want to talk. And I want to talk about Taylor the musician. I don't want to get fixated on the yeah blinding lights of that hat and that verse. Well, I have to be honest. 1989, when she's doing that cringy rap, that mm -hmm. is when I was a love hate relationship with Interesting. her. Interesting. Like I liked her songs, but I didn't like her. Anyways, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. So then, then it was. I forget what the other one you had was. 1989. I had Midnight's, her newest one, Obsessed. Obsessed. I'm obsessed. I've listened to every single song hundreds of times. Wow. And Lover, mm -hmm. I've recently become a big fan of. It's, uh, and I, I don't know if there was a, other than that, if there was a reason why I just knew folk, folklore was so. It was very esteemed. Esteemed. Is that the word? Yeah. It That's won the Grammy. Right. It got a ton of praise. And it was that album that I became a Swifty. Mm. Everyone was telling me to listen to this album. It was getting such great reviews. I was like, nah, I don't care. I didn't even <laughs> care to listen. I'm so and mad then, at her. And then one day during COVID, I just, I was sitting alone in my room and I was like, I'll play the Taylor album. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my god this is brilliant well and i i think and then and, just like that i was a swifty did you just quote the sex and the city reboot oh my god and just to. like that <laughs> <laughs> and that's so, where this episode ends <laughs> that's where because you i mean you also you do channel samantha yeah <laughs> more like los angeles <laughs> thank you for watching my special you it's know it so, so well <laughs> you should watch it it's very very good all of our listeners um i, I the one thing i and ben i'm gonna give this to you because i know uh, hannah my my better half will join us on the show every so often and she's will do lyrics that she'll pull out and uh for me i'm not always like let's pick a word or let's pick a label on it but the image that i have for this album folklore and maybe this is why i picked it um Sometimes I think you have pop people who are so well-known or so exposed, super, super exposed almost, that when they shift gears, change lanes, and try to do something different, it almost does sound forced or 
like it's co-opting another sound or it's taking something and it's not really their own. And what I love about this album is it's almost like they just softened the edges on everything just just ever so much. Like peel back some of the production, lead with the piano, do some duets here with the right voices that it truly does sound like I called it a dream pop album. And I feel like that's the most perfect description. I mean, that in the most complimentary way that it is very dreamy, it's a little bit hazy and it lets her storytelling come through. So I would, it's not one word, but Ben, you're a big, like, what would you describe this album? If you didn't know anything else about Taylor, what would you describe it as? Breezy, man. Mm. Breezy. Breezy is the description. And, and, I'm a I'm an Apple Music listener. That's my platform of choice. Um, and we they get have paid this, like every time he yeah. says that, click 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 click. Nice dollar <laughs> signs. Um, but they have this cool, and they have it on Spotify too, I think, but not for this album because I checked. But they have this animated like cover art, like album artwork. So if you look at Apple Music, it's like the it, the the album cover is like some figure standing in this like hazy black and white forest and then mm-hmm. the animation is like leaves kind of like fluttering Ooh, across the, so the image it's like that is it i mean it's just like this breeze that just kind of blows through yeah everything the cardigan about record. this yeah What's... she's in the cardigan in the song cardigan mm-hmm. but it's called now... the, the cardigan album the, the the fall weather album i think is what oh, people oh. refer to it as oh hmm. yeah go ahead Card- sorry oh wow <laughs> I know you don't wear cardigans in LA. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was going to say something off topic though. So I'd love to hear your next question because you might already be getting into it. Go with it. Where where you, you lead us because you, there's resident Swifty. (sighs) Okay. Well, what I really loved about this album, speaking of cardigan was the song cardigan. And then there's the little trilogy. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. There's a trilogy. I, I, cardigan, August and Betty mm-hmm. are the same story told from each point of view. Betty, mm-hmm. James, and Augustine. Love and Triangle, classic. I just fell in love with the Love Triangle and her storytelling. So uh, with that, though, I mean, that's three parts of that same story. And as we do on the show, you do have to pick your favorite song. Um, is it one of those? And if, if if it is, great, which one? And if not, which song is your favorite song? It is absolutely part of the trilogy. It is Betty. Mm. I just love Betty. <laughs> what do you love great about song. Betty? What do you love about Betty? What is it that makes you come back to it? Um, well, first of all, I'm, I'm a big m- melody listener more than lyric mm-hmm. listener. Like I first listen to the melody is it catchy and that's really mm-hmm. what i like about most songs and then later i find out what they're singing about um i love i've the been melody. duped a few times <laughs> <laughs> um i just yeah i just think it's really good and the first time i heard it i was just listening to taylor swift um and i and that song came on and i was like oh i've never heard this song but she's mm-hmm. talking about being 17 and she's talking about liking a girl and I was like is this on her early album and I remember being like oh my wow and then I was like oh it's from her point of view here now as a male and I Mm -hmm. I was just everything about the song I loved 
Yeah. Is there, is there, there, I feel like there's something there with her storytelling, her lyrics that they connect. Like we joked about the Swifties and I would guess the average age of Swifties is not millennial or geriatric millennial. It's probably. No, it's millennial. Is it? Is that the average age? Taylor's 32. So we grew up. Yeah, she when she was 16, wow. like the true Swifties, I think we grew up with her. Wow. Um, and they're like obsessed with like the true Swifties that I like read the comments. I mm -hmm. definitely read the comments for Taylor <laughs> Swift videos. Um, they're all talking about Enchanted and her early albums. Mm -hmm. And they were there from the beginning as wow. as millennials. We were. We okay. like, I think our most seen millennials are like, oh yeah, she's talking right to me because we're going through the same thing at the same time. Well, I okay, so I guess that doesn't defeat my question. The idea, I guess I was thinking, but is there lyrically, there's something that, you know, she's writing about very directly, either from first person or what's the next one after first person? Not third? second. Third. Is there a second person? And I think it's third. First or person. third. Yeah. She's always she's always talking very directly to somebody, either through one of those those mediums, um, or perspectives, I should say. Is there um is that what makes her such a hook in people's brain that they just feel at certain times in their life like I get that. I was in a love triangle once, or yes, I've had to shake shit off. <laughs> like I, I get that. I mean, because I feel like that's what knocks people so much with her is they feel like she's talking to me. Yeah. I personally, I've always been told what is good music. Mm -hmm. I've always been like, oh, that's a classic. Oh, that's really good music. Oh, and I've I've always been like, yeah, it wasn't until Taylor and this like recent few years that I'm like, oh, I get it when people are like actually moved by an artist and like listen to the lyrics and understand it. And this is the first musician that I've ever felt that with and it's because I've gotten so into reading her lyrics and connecting to them and mm -hmm. I've never done that with another musician yeah so, it's yeah. it's really I think that it kind of goes to this and you can take this any number of ways as a as a, a politically socially musically but to be seen that's that's part of what makes an artist really powerful is when they give the listener give the person experience of the idea that they're seeing me they're they're up on the stage and they're seeing me and i'm seeing them and there's this weird psychic thing that goes on in our brains as is the non-artist but i think that's what makes her her lyrics so compelling to your point is you can read them and feel like oh yeah that's yeah. me i can see myself and representation in books music art like that's powerful for people and a great artist i think can do that and i think that's what that's my theory on taylor i don't yeah, know yeah and i think there's certain artists that like are incredible musicians incredible singers i i don't think taylor's the best singer or the best musician but i think she's an incredible storyteller and songwriter and that's mm -hmm. what i'm so like drawn to i'm mm -hmm. so just blown away by her storytelling even if i'm not relating to it like i haven't been in a love triangle or that <laughs> hasn't been my story but i'm so fascinated by how she writes and, is there a good yeah. way to exit a love triangle by the way 
I watch a lot of Dateline, so I'm I'm not sure that there is. But, <laughs> but I feel mm. like that's a tough one to write about. Usually it doesn't end well. Um, is there yeah. a favorite is there a favorite moment you have on the album? We we kind of couple those together. It, sometimes Wait, it's but a favorite. You guys didn't answer your oh, we'll come back. song. We'll come back. Yeah. I, I want to I'm waiting to hear what Ben's is because I predicted Ben's already. But I'm okay. curious, your favorite moment on the record. Well, it's similar to my favorite song. And I, I guess that she's making a, a face like we're going to judge her. We're not going to judge you. I want to give a unique answer, but it's really my favorite moment is when in the song Betty, James shows up to the party and there's the key change. And he's like, So I showed up to the party. Will you have me? Will you hold me? And I'm just dying. That's my favorite moment. Love that. He, he showed up to the party and he's like, here I am. Mm. Yeah. Am that's I the, wrong? There's there's <laughs> no right. <laughs> we used to disagree. <laughs> no, I mean, but that's that's the that's what I love when you find those moments that give you that it's almost an anthemic like I, I love... listen to Betty on walks and just like I'm just like Mm. <laughs> oh, I, I'm just like pumping my fist in the air. Uh, I love I, it so much. The yeah, there's something about a good, a great, a good old fashioned crescendo, like the reaching the the mm -hmm. is the, the key change. Is the is the opposite of a nadir the crescendo? You know, so the low point, high point is that. I've never heard the word nadir. Oh man. I'm gonna allow it. We'll call it back. <laughs> Let's stamp Pick it. Pick up a book, guys. No, uh, I think it's the. I think that's the opposite. Low point, high point. Anyways, <laughs> I, I'm with you. I love. There's certain songs that I feel that, and you just feel the energy of what's happening lyrically, and at that point where the music changes or the beat changes or whatever. Yeah, I feel that for sure. Um, all right, Ben, you got a lot of dispelling to do. Um, oh God, I'm gonna I go can't ahead. Wait to hear your opinions. <laughs> I'm gonna now, I'm gonna go ahead. Go can ahead. I say I've talked to boys about Taylor Swift uh -huh. and especially when Midnights came out, my conversation starter all the time was have you listened to Midnights? And what I found was guys being like, no. Like they're guys I've learned aren't big Taylor Swift fans. So this I'm very excited to hear what you think. It's after just listening. the hat. That's all we think about is the hat. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I can't, I can't, can't wait. Can't get past it. Just can't get past <laughs> it. I will, I will, I will, I will unpack this very quickly because I really, Ben, I'm not trying to set up Ben, but Ben at his wedding played a Bonnie Vare song for his lovely bride to walk down the aisle oh. with. And I always think of that song. I will never not think of them in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. or very near there at this wedding. He played Beautiful. a Bonnie Vare song. It was awesome. Yeah. So I'll always think of that. So I'm just guessing, but I don't know. For me, I was feeling that song like this is going to be the one. This is going to be the one, and it was not. Mm, it's a I, great song. It is a great song. Um, I kind of, if you were listening closely, listeners, out in Radio Land, and you were hearing me describe what I loved or thought about this album, which is kind of like taking a pair of binoculars and just turning it ever so slightly out of focus and letting things be a little hazy. Um, you would hear me describe a song where it's simple, it's 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 
I, her lyrics are perfect for it. She says, <gasps> "I'm I'm a Mirabal." Mirabal, dude, that song. There was I very came very quickly where I was not able to not love that song. I mean, it, the second I heard the song, I was all in. It, I feel uh, very. I feel like so she's good. speaking to me in that song, in the sense that she's talking about. Like, I'm just like, watch me and laugh at me and look at me. And mm -hmm. it's like, I, I feel, I feel connected to that song. It's, and, it's yeah. perfect, dreamy, dreaminess. It's, um, she has a really great way of connecting the way her voice travels through a song. And this is all, again, we're not experts here at all. Like this, how I feel her voice traveling through that song with what she's talking about with also I, there was times I was like, Oh man, this feels like a song that is very wistful and looking back and not remorseful, but like um, regretful maybe in something like it just, it hit me, it hit me hard. Mm, and I love that, that choice. It's Mirabal is for sure. And I do, I will tell you my favorite moment is okay. when Bonnie Vera's voice kicks in. <gasps> Oh, you stole, you stole Ben's answer. Well, we'll find out. I Ben, it's, ben is very surprising. But Bon Iver, <laughs> I love his falsetto, and I know his falsetto is quite contentious, but when he sings non-falsetto, it crushes me. Every In the center of my dead Minnesota heart, it crushes me. Doesn't it also make you think more highly of Taylor for the people she collaborates with? She has very good taste in Absolutely. musicians. Absolutely agree. Um. Back to Mirabal very quickly. She mm -hmm. said that that song was written, obviously, during COVID when she was about to go on tour. The tour got canceled. And here she is supposed to be this shiny, like, look at me, look at me. And all mm -hmm. of a sudden, the lights go out. And what does she do? Now it's like, oh, I still, am, should I still be performing? What am I right. doing? Who am I if I'm not who, who you think I am? Who am I if not a Mirabal? Oh, yeah. Love it. I mean, ugh, she's so good. Okay. <laughs> so good. All right, Ben, we've we've set you on a pedestal here. So please, please, please I unpack can't wait. it for us. <laughs> I can't wait. I've got I've got a lot here. Um so I I will say definitely recommend looking at the lyrics and read it just just as Chase recommended. Because I got a little tripped up on my favorite song. And this is not the reason, like the misunderstood lyrics are not my reason that it's my, it's, it's my favorite song. Okay. Um, but it, it has a line, but we were something, don't you think so? Uh-huh. We were 20 throwing panties in the pool. <laughs> and I did not understand what the hell was going on. And it didn't make sense. Well, you know, but we were, we were something, don't you think so? Roaring 20s throwing pennies in the pool. It'll probably just ruin the song for a lot of people because all I can hear now is throwing panties in the pool and I just didn't get it. I was like, why are these 20-year-olds throwing panties in the pool? And then I just got hung up on it. But my favorite song is the one. And the, fir the first song on the album. Uh, first song on the album. And it's because, so I love being kind of caught off guard in music. When you listen mm -hmm. to something and you go, oh, like not what I expected or like, something kind of just shifts shifts your brain in in this in the middle of the song whether it's like a key change or like tempo change or something to me like 
coming into this album, I was like, this is not what I expected Taylor Swift to sound like. Mm-hmm. So then I really got kind of caught up in the first song and I would kept like going back to it and being like, but this is like not like pop radio music, really. You this were pleasantly kind of like, surprised. Yeah, I was kind of like, this is kind of, and then I couldn't get it out of my head. <laughs> Oh at all God. like haven't chase has got so many um, friends to text see these guys liked it <laughs> i'm so excited but that you liked it <laughs> as i listen as i listen to the whole album i think <laughs> the one is something that kind of bridges the gap for me a little bit between the taylor swift that i've heard as like a not swifty a 1989 and, taylor swift right and then like the rest of like music folk pop like all of it and i was like this is just like it kind of hits like a sweet spot for me and i think it was it was catchy enough it was poppy enough that i like you know you could keep coming back to it and listen you know made it re-listenable um but i i and i i like this kind of like misunderstood lyrics thing that i have going with it now um well you just so, ruined it for me yeah I'm reading the <laughs> lyrics right she, it's, it's she is we were 20 throwing panties in the pool i swear to god <laughs> Well, you uh, said that, and I was like, I, I, I never knew that was the lyric. And then, no, but then she okay, talks about, you know, <laughs> will the wish come true? And like, you know, yeah, yeah. it is pretty, I mean, it, it is pretty good. Like, it's it's good lyricism. So I, I get that. I get the this, this, this storytelling piece. But Joe did steal my favorite moment, which is Justin Vernon mm. hopping on to Exile and so I thought that that one, that one was another one for me where it just kind of like broke up the album. It was like, whoa. And just like kind of catches you off guard because he does have like actually a pretty, I don't know if it's like a baritone, but like he has a deeper, he has a deeper voice that I really yeah. haven't heard a lot of Justin Vernon singing like that. It's, it's a lot of like the falsetto, which I like, which I clearly like. But uh, yeah, that's, that's my, and that's my, you know, second favorite Do you song know to, to, to one A. Taylor Swift's boyfriend wrote that song, Exile. Um, well. Some of I, it. Okay. Not, um, which I don't want. And she talks about this in yeah. Shake It Off, incidentally. The other artist that my daughter is obsessed with is Harry Styles. So it wasn't Harry Styles that wrote this. No, no. No, she's. Um... I know it's old. Which boyfriend? Who? 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 Who wrote this? Well, he goes by William Bowery in the um, like his pseudonym. But hold on, I'm I I was just put on Joe Alwyn. Joe Alwyn. I had to look it up. Um, yeah, she hasn't been public with this relationship because of her you know, past of like everybody just dissecting her relationships. Right. But she's been dating him for like six years and hasn't ever gone to any event with him. They keep it very, mm-hmm. very secret and private. But um, he he wrote this song. Wow. Did you learn this on your your super fun happy hour that you choreographed with Haley to show up? <laughs> like, tell me more about William. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, she taught. Have did you guys watch the Long Pond sessions? Taylor's like video version of the folklore album. You didn't. We did okay. not. Well, if you'd like Should to dive, we? if you want to dive deeper into folklore, uh, she has a documentary where she talks about each song, and in there she reveals that William Bowery 
was her boyfriend writing the song. Yeah, I mean, so here here's something you mentioned because I do find it obnoxious what I did intentionally there to be somewhat humorous. <laughs> but um, I do find it obnoxious the way the world will pick apart female artists and and she writes about it, but the female artists and their choices into who they're with and who they're not with and whatever. Um, but at the same time, I will say she there are times where she's led a little bit, leaned in a little bit to that controversy and kind of wrote into it lyrically. Old song, old stuff. So it kind of became a self-fulfilling, like people yeah. talk about it. So she talks about it. So they talk about it. And it kind of went. And that was the point where it was like, I think I think maybe this is what the hat is about. Like, Taylor, we don't hate you that much. Yeah, like, we don't. We want to like you. We like yeah. you. No, listen, I again, I didn't like her. Um, <laughs> but Folklore was the first album she did that wasn't autobiographical. Mm -hmm. And she was just telling stories that weren't necessarily her own stories. And she talked a lot about like, oh, people received that well. I don't have to talk about myself and right. my relationships and people will still like me. And that was like a big turning point for her. And that, I, I, mean, I have I have a Swifty question, though. I, I've i got a Swifty here. I got to ask. So is my this captive. like, yeah, <laughs> captive, captive Swifty. Is this like the Dylan goes electric moment for Taylor Swift? It, it just it's so different than what I know Taylor Swift to be. Is this like I know you talked about like this is what made you a Swifty. Yeah. Is there like another side of that where somebody that like there's Swifties exiting through your entry, entry? door? Like no. Um, is Dylan goes electric? So don't that... know. You know, you're, uh, for your dad's sake. Is that Bob Dylan? Yeah. So, so Dylan, for for listeners, um, <laughs> who for, are you for, for listeners. talking about? Okay, Dylan. Dylan picks up an electric guitar in his folk fan base <laughs> that loved him playing the acoustic guitar goes Got crazy and calls him a sellout. Refuses to listen to his music. All of these in England, uh, the Newport really? Jazz, Newport Folk and Jazz Festival. They boot him off stage. Like it was a big deal. Some people would say it's the turning point in his career no. for the better, and some no. people would say no. no. This is not Dylan Goes Electric, no. And I'll tell you why, as a Swifty. Because Taylor Swift kind of went back to her roots. Um, this isn't country, but it's more just her with the guitar, mm. and we loved that Taylor. And then from 1989 reputation lover she started being all pop and trying to be cool and trying to fit in and trying to be something she's not and this was the first time and she had a lot of haters at that point she was kind of canceled like on twitter it was streaming like we hate taylor like it just nobody actually a lot of people didn't like her and stand by her so this album is what brought everyone back to liking her she the lost you know. a lot of fans. I thought those were the Swifties. I thought the 1989s were the Swifties. And no, the the true Swifties are the Swifties that liked her at the beginning. Uh, I have a dare. I, yeah. I have a dare for you, Chase. <laughs> uh, work it in to a text conversation with your father sometime this week and say, okay. Dad, Dylan goes electric. Like, work it in some way, shape, or form. Maybe like, you were listening all those years. I... I'm going to text him right now. <laughs> Dylan goes electric, <laughs> dad. 
I just talked uh, about it. Oh, I love that. Um, well, one of the things we love to do here on the Real Wolf Record Club, uh, we've we've told you our favorite songs. We've told you all the things that we like about it. But we also, as uh, aforementioned by our good friend Ben, uh, I shouldn't say we. It's it's totally a Ben thing. Wedding DJs unite. Uh, we love to put things on a playlist. So Ben, uh, folklore, Taylor Swift, put it on a playlist. Joe, I'm gonna mix it up here a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a cutting room floor, but then I'm just gonna launch right into the list. Okay. And you're gonna have to figure out. I'll tell you at the end. But you're gonna have to figure out what the hell is this playlist? So the cutting room floor. I was gonna do a little, a little. I think it was SNL play on that coffee talk. Uh-huh. It was an SNL skit. So we Got some about yourself coffee talk. Yeah, Mike yeah, Myers. Is, you know, great. It's like kind of like this great coffee coffee shop vibe to the to the album. Um, didn't Although the incidentally, coffee shop vibe can mean. A lot of things these days: anti unions, uh, homeless people in bathrooms, college students, good coffee, bad coffee. Anyways, go with For, forced tipping. Forced tipping. Um, uh, but <laughs> but I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go right into it. So we've got Exile. That's the lead track on this playlist. Um, but then we're gonna go into a song featuring Taylor Swift called Renegade. It's by an artist called Big Red Machine. Mm-hmm. Then we're gonna go to Lost in the World. Incidentally, by Kanye West, because I haven't canceled him yet. I haven't, I haven't canceled Kanye. Um, we'll we'll workshop that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> incidentally, Big Red Machine for all of that's an intersection for all of our listeners. Taylor Swift featured on it. Aaron Dessner of the National and Justin Vernon of Bon Iver. Check it out. Anyways, go ahead. Uh, canceling Kanye, go from there. We're canceling Kanye, but not canceling because he's on this playlist. Then we've got Kid See Ghosts by Kid See Ghosts. Well, that's Kanye and most stuff, but still, it, we haven't canceled still, that part. I guess Keep still going. not canceling Kanye. I got to be honest, I don't know a lot of these songs. Keep going. And then we've got <laughs> No Sweat by a band called Gangs. And then finally, we're going to go with Sleeping Without You is a Drag with two Gs by an artist named Swamp Dog with two Gs. Joe, you got anything here? You got, you got, you got I'm a theme I'm fucking going? horrible at riddles. Like, riddles are the dumbest shit ever. Oh, this is a riddle? Well, it's not a riddle, but I mean, it kind of has elements of a riddle, right, Ben? I mean, it does I, have elements of riddle. You got to figure out the theme and the what thread. What is the thread? What's the what trick? And the then th- climb into my mind, into the yeah. into the worm-addled brain of a former wedding DJ and recovering attorney. A riddle is like a joke your uncle tells you. It's not funny. It's not from a funny person. It just annoys you, right? And yeah. so I mean, you, you you figure you figure this out, and at the end, I've heard a riddle, and I'll be like, <laughs> I get it, right? You know, uh, <laughs> so right. I'm horrible at riddles. So we got gangs. Big Renegade, Kanye. Kanye, Kidsy Ghosts, gangs. I'll give you a couple more here, too. Oh, We've got I got it. What I are we talking about? Oh, I got I got it. We're talking the title of the playlist is. Oh, the title. Okay. Mad Max. 
Mad Mad. It is not Mad Max. Come on. It is not Mad Max. It is that's not Bonavere. <laughs> Exclamation point. Question mark. <laughs> I don't this, get it. So Justin Vernon, as, as Joe mentioned, Justin Vernon is originally from Eau Claire, Wisconsin. He's our perfect foil. Chase is like, but he's I don't clearly, <laughs> he has clearly borrowed some Minnesota nice from his neighbor state to the west. Mm. So he's collaborated with many artists across many musical genres. And these are all songs that will leave you confident and questioning if they are Bon Iver. Mm. So these are all these are all bands and artists that Justin Vernon of Bon Iver, uh has either collaborated with or is a part oh. of. So he is uh, one of the members of Big Red Machine. He collaborated with Kanye West, Kids See Ghosts. He's You're part good. of the 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 gangs don't 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 encourage you're this. good ben yes you're yes. good <laughs> i would even, have never guessed that riddle and i, we I even th- have eminem <laughs> on this playlist because uh, justin vernon has collaborated with eminem you departed so far away from taylor swift i mean as far as you could go don't get us canceled. <laughs> you didn't talk enough, Taylor. <laughs> hey, the second song was featuring Taylor Swift. It's mm. a nice little easy transition. Yeah, but I don't love Renegade. I skip that song. Oof. Mm-hmm. When See, it comes on, ben, I skip I told it. you, don't lock horns <laughs> with the Swifties. That's what I sent that. Taking the Swifties. The pre-episode notes. I said, don't Head lock on. horns with the Swifties. Um, all right. Well, it is decidedly um, much... <laughs> more introspective and thought provoking of a playlist from Ben uh, this week, but you can check out all of our playlists at realwolfrecordclub.com on Spotify or Instagram. And I've heard that there are other outlets to get uh, music. Google. Did people get good? I mean, every so often I'll prosecute a case where someone's stolen a bunch of Google play gift cards from target, which I think is hilarious. Because that means there's a market for Google Play gift cards. Um, but where, wherever you get your playlist, uh, check them out. Put it on a playlist with the Real Wolf Record Club. Woo! Um, yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the just the vibe. That's the hundred percent vibe of this album. Is whoa, woo, woo! Yeah, I couldn't be. Uh, this conversation has just made me so happy. I love talking about Taylor, and I. I was talking to my therapist. You can say I, that. I have one. And um, I mentioned Taylor Swift and she said, oh, Taylor Swift makes you happy. Uh, you mm. should. She was like, the way you talk about Taylor, like you lit up. So mm-hmm. Taylor Swift is actually like scientifically really good for me to listen Did, to. Wait a second. <laughs> I want to unpack that for just one small little part. Yeah. Presumably some therapist. Yeah. Has heard, hey, I'm going to be on the Real Wolf Record Club. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're no, like, no, 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 I didn't no, say that. No, <laughs> I, I, I lied you for need a some second. Do you, mind, <laughs> do you mind sharing the show with your therapist? We really want to crack into the therapy scene. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. I'll send it to her. I love it. <laughs> um, you know, you hit on something that uh, – <laughs> Every so often, we don't get, uh, we don't have a space outside of Instagram or uh, Twitter to get comments. And, you know, we're a regular old podcast, so who cares? But uh, every so often, we'll get emails. And sometimes people say emails, you guys like everything. 
And truly, truly, look, to to borrow from uh, Kurt Brauneler, a comedian, uh, this place sucks and look who's saying it. Like, <laughs> we're all very privileged enough in who we are. And it is a tough world. And when you can find music or things that make you very happy to talk about, chase it, man. Go for it. Lit. Chase it. Yeah. Is that my <laughs> club? Is that what they call chasers? That happened chasers. organically. I did not intend that. Okay. Intend that. Okay. It's the chasers, chasers okay. fan club, chase O'Donnell fan club. But chase it. It's the food principle. We call it here on the show. Is it's way more fun to talk about food you love than food you hate. And so talk about things you love. And so yeah. when we we have guests come on like Chase. You pick Taylor. I love Taylor. <laughs> Somebody who loves it. It's going to be really hard to say I don't love it. And got I'm honest to goodness. No. This pleasantly surprised me. This album. okay. I want you guys to be harsh. I don't want you to say you like it just to s spare my feelings. Okay. <laughs> I really want to know. I I'll I, I you're can not going to like my answer. I can take it. Okay, go ahead. You're, but you're not. But here's where we come to the show where we rank. We rank the the record. We give it a record. We. We yeah. think about it. And the way I always think about it is, will I come back to this? Okay. And I think I think I will. Mm. I, I'm not going to give you the the dark, you know, yeah, you know, I'm a music hipster and we talk about all kinds of stuff and I don't like it. Like, it, I think I will come back to this because I, I have been on a big dream pop album for, or a kick for like three years. And I just, it, Taylor was a blind spot because of, that stupid verse and the hat i just was like ah, that's not gonna be for me you can't be for me if that's the hat you're gonna wear so this album is kind of like michael jackson the musical for someone that's not into musicals you're not into taylor swift listen to folklore and you might get into it yes this is a gateway taylor gateway taylor a gateway taylor if you are not into taylor you may hear this and you may say I didn't know that Taylor knew Justin Vernon or I didn't know that Taylor played piano so much, or I didn't know that Taylor's music sensibilities would lead her or lend her to soften things up in a very breezy kind of way. As Ben put it, I would put it as a hazy kind of way because it feels summertime. It feels love fleeting towards the end of summer as you'll lead off into college in the fall or whatever it is that those are the things that this album Perkled up inside my dead Minnesota heart. Um, so beautiful I'm, review. Beautiful review. So I'm gonna give this. <laughs> I'm gonna give this uh, a buy it because I think this is a record that I would personally love to experience on vinyl. So I'm gonna give it a buy it. Oh my god! We've shocked our guest. Wow. Uh, ben, what what do you rank, Taylor Swift? Ben, don't go easy on me. Uh, don't ruin the vibe. Don't, no, no, no. I want to hear it. <laughs> I want to hear your thoughts. <laughs> I, I liked this album more than I thought I would. That's how I'll start. And okay. never, never portends good things. But listen, he liked it more than he thought. I did. And I found myself listening to it more than I thought I would. And I actually kind of liked it. And I th I think. Oh, my to, God. I liked the vibe for sure. Like okay. it's it's a record. I So I'm going to say that I don't know that I would prefer to listen to this on vinyl. And I'll say that because 
to me, this feels like one really long song. And that's a, that's a good thing and a bad thing for me on this album in particular because it's 16 tracks. <laughs> so it gets to be a little bit samey for me. But if you're in that pocket, that's why I talked about the, the coffee shop. Like I would buy this album or download this album and then play the whole thing through. And it's like you, you maintain this like consistent vibe and this this kind of like, yeah, breezy, hazy feel to it. And you can just like get in the pocket and just relax to it. And I, I really did like that. And I, th- there's some there's some dynamic to it where you get some spikes of like, ooh, that's different. And I think there is opportunity here to like actually dig into some of the songs and to get into like, you know, the lore of the folklore where you're, I, I, I like, I didn't pick up on the trilogy or like the perspectives or any of that kind of stuff. So now I have to go back and re-listen to it at least one more time. Yes. So thank you, Chase. But, um, so there's, here's the but. Yeah, for me, I was waiting for it. I just, I just can't get past all of the songs being in lowercase. Ooh. I just can't. Can we talk? Can we talk about this? Like, what do you mean? The album, uh-huh. everything, like all of the oh. labeling, is lowercase. Don't do it, Ben. Oh. Don't date yourself. The way the way she like like you're like you're texting or something. That's like, there's exactly no capitalization. What it is that's the that's I know the art of it. I just I didn't can't do it. I just can't. It's the hat. That. I didn't it's know that. Yeah, but the hat makes sense. You can hate a hat. This is how it's kids talk. This is this is my hat. Hold on, I'm. It is. Wait, it isn't. Wait. Okay. So the the titles are like exile with a lowercase e. Right. Yeah. But are you saying in other albums they capitalize? Right. <laughs> I didn't. Know they're that. out. They're they're song titles. <laughs> they're capitalized. Right now, your dad is like, "Oh, come on, Chase." <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. I... So does. So it. So it so was a soft up, buy it for me, but the, I, the lowercase gets me to uh, borrow so it from to, Joe. So, so okay. So if we look at midnights, yeah, they're capitalized, right? I, I will tell you when I text people, I come off as such a square because I'm punctuation forward. <laughs> yeah, capitalization, commas, right? We're gonna so colon in there occasionally. I Why not? understand that, but I also know that Taylor knows how she communicates. She's like everybody types right. that way. Okay, I've I'm said... looking at her Midnight's album, and they're capitalized. Okay, yeah. sorry. So go, continue. I'm so sorry. It's the hat. I mean, this is my hat, and um, hat. it's just hat. Yeah. So and she's got a. But that's the that's the like the remake album. There's another album. When it, the the, the released original. album, which I think she has a different hat, but it is a hat. Yeah, it's another she, hat. She's wearing like a. She's got that collar on. I by the way, I have a pea coat. I don't wear it very often, but I pull the collar up because I like to imagine that I'm like in a Dickens novel, and so that coat I kind of like. Anyways, <laughs> it's my hat. So it's, you're it's gonna... so you're not judging the music. You're judging the font. Right. Interesting. Just can't get past it. I just can't get past okay. it. So I'm I'm gonna go from a soft tell me more a soft buy it <laughs> to a hard Bar- borrow it. Chase, borrow in Ben's it. defense, you asked for it. <laughs> no, well, I did, but I I think this is a cop out with just the I didn't know people cared about that. 
People don't. But I just does. I feel like she's singing in lowercase. I just can't. It's like it, yeah. Oof. Interesting. But I permeated the brain. But I gotta say, I'm I'm glad that you liked the vibe. No, it's you, a good. It's a great vibe. It's it's a it's a. I, it's great a one, background album for me. It's one note. It is. I do put it on when I'm like studying right. or like not that I study. Who studies? I was just um, gonna say um, <laughs> when I'm writing, I'll put yeah. it on. Um, this would have been a great law school law school studying. Which is why, album. out of the ones I suggested, this wasn't my top choice. Mm. But it is a good gateway Taylor Swift album. You're right. Okay, you'd borrow it. Great. I. I but I just have to say. I've said this before. It's what I love about the Real Wolf Record Club experience. Yeah. I would never have picked this album up and listened to it but for the Real Wolf Record Club. And I actually found something that I I kind of did like. And it has just like the right like the right moment for me. I would definitely put this whole album on and listen to it. Wow. By the way, uh you know, for such a detail oriented person, you know that's Taylor, right? on the cover Ben's like it's a haunted figure uh, that appears in the woods of West Virginia no it's Taylor Swift (laughs) of course she's gonna be on the cover man she ain't got that hat on she got a cool coat on I thought maybe that I mean we talked a lot about you know this is Taylor coming from the first second or third person we're not quite sure which one (laughs) maybe she let somebody Uh, else be on the cover it's yeah it's Taylor all right, Chase. Straight <sighs> to the chase. Wow, chasing. so fun. Lay it on us. I mean, I know. I think I know where you're going, and I get why. Maybe, maybe not. Where you're going, oh, with Taylor? I I answer. Of course, you answer. You oh, tell us. Well, I'd buy it. Would you buy it again? Have you bought it again? I have never bought it. I would buy oh. it. I listen to it on Spotify, YouTube. Um, but I would buy the vinyl. Oof. Does your dad have records? No. Oh, man. You could like have him visit, have your little record player set up. Okay. Look, dad. (laughs) I did text my dad, Dylan Goes Electric, and he did respond uh, with question mark. And then. I accidentally texted the family group text, not just him. And my mom said, are you talking about Bob Dylan? Oh, God. (laughs) And she said, personally, I like his acoustic. A big fan of Dylan. My dad just question marked it. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I did it. it. That's Um, so good. But I think my dad likes, at least he supports my obsession with Taylor (laughs) Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I get like, I get it, even if I don't get it. And that's the thing with music. Like, I don't always love every part of every album, but it's there's so much of it. And to your point, Chase, about if it makes you smile to the point where someone trained to help you process feelings and problems and emotions and impulses says you light you lit up. Yeah. Chase I li- that. Yeah. I'll chase that. I'll chase it. Uh, Oh, I love that. Well, I think that's such a perfect cap. Chase that. Taylor Swift makes you happy, Swifties. If Taylor Swift makes you happy and you're not necessarily a Swiftie, follow that. Chase it. It's that's that's so much fist pumping. I don't know. (laughs) She actually hasn't stopped. She's sweating and taking (laughs) sips from a big 
big Nalgene bottle. They still make those anyway. Um, <laughs> so chase that. Chase what makes you feel good. Music makes us feel good. Music inspires us. Comedy inspires us. Chase O'Donnell inspires us. Chase, uh, the rest of 2023, uh, we are going to see you on tour. Is that it? We're going to see you hopefully on, on a TV show <laughs> of some fame. What else? Yeah. Anything else? That's hopefully more, but at the moment, that's the plan. Oh, and you can be found live shows and and some TV shows. And the best way to find you again on your social, what uh, you told me a TikTok, and I didn't follow that one. But what, (laughs) which one? Where can people find you? Let's do Instagram. Chase underscore O'Donnell. Chase underscore O'Donnell. Please, please, please. Uh, Our show would be just like every other podcast if it was just ben and i talking about our very narrow-minded <laughs> opinions on stuff um it would be nothing without our great friends and guests who join us chase o'donnell is such a talent check out people pleaser seriously oh, it it's you. so good check it out uh check out her social find her live what let me rephrase that don't go that sounds stalkerish don't find her live check out her comedy live check out her comedy online it is worth it you it'll it'll be that happiness that you chase just like chase chased taylor how about that (laughs) say that fast um also check us out on social media at real wolf record club on instagram at real wolf rc on twitter realwolfrecordclub.com you can find out all our information uh about guests episodes playlists merchandise all the good stuff um, and be part of the conversation. This is an all-inclusive club. If you love music, if you love good people, join us. That's what this is all about. Everybody's included. This is the Real Wolf Record Club. This has been the Real Wolf Record Club podcast, a production of Real Wolf Productions, LLC, a limited liability company. The show is produced by Ben Head and hosted by Joe Vantomi with musical credits to the incomparable Laserbeak. Follow us and join the club on Instagram at Real Wolf Record Club or on Twitter at Real Wolf RC. Check out our website at realwolfrecordclub.com to find all our episodes, guest information, playlists, and merch created by Ward Sutton. Join us next episode as we discuss the refreshing 2016 album Lemonade by Beyonce. 